he then proceeds on to asking me if I've ever had cyber sex. Bro, listen, man, Long. even when we're trying to help people, men Long. still be menning. Hello, hello. This is Talia A. Darling. You're listening to the Red Lining Podcast for the first time ravers, the season steppers and the bad boy selectors. Oh my gosh. I've literally had a morning, a morning and a half. But I'm here with an absolute babe, a good friend of mine. I'm so happy that she's here today. It is the one and only Saint Ludo. Oh my god! Oh, I'm definitely l- l- not me redlining on a redlining podcast. That Yo, was loud. <laughs> that is consist brand consistency. Do you know what I mean? First and foremost, hundred percent, baby. Is that meant to be red? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because red usually means like danger. danger. Warning. <laughs> Don't do that. Stop. Yeah. No, but to be fair, that's red. That's red. Everything's red. It's Again, on brand, brand consistency. Yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah, of course. Babe, talk to me. How you doing? How's your week been? I'm good. I just came back from Morocco. Mmm, fancy. Before that, I was in Puerto Ventura. Oh, fancy. I feel rested. I feel relaxed. I feel broke. Oh, I hear it. Because obviously... Jan? Yeah. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Jan really has seriously made me question my talent, my potential, my career, all of it. Because I knew I knew that January was going to be tough. I knew that January was going to be like, it's the driest month, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but like, real dry. Do you know what? And I was just like, oh, I'm going to go on holiday because like, obviously there's going to be less bookings or whatever. Mm. Oh, like what happens if I have to like decline a booking? That didn't need to happen because there were no bookings. There was no- so I didn't have to decline anything. Yeah, I I really expected it. I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna have to like be a barista. <laughs> and listen, catch me at the Halley making right? coffee for people in the morning with a little tapity tap on laptops. Right? And there's this Talia darling making coffee. Come on, side missions. This is celebrity side missions. Don't worry about 100%. it. It's all part of the journey. It's. I always say that it's always a part of the book. Like yeah. I can't wait to write my biography. And there are certain things that people don't even know. I'm like, just wait till you come. When wait till the book comes out. But also the joke. Imagine if you're. I was literally saying this last night. I ended up in Barrio in Shoreditch okay. last night. Interesting. I hadn't. I'd never which been one's there before. That? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know which one it, you're talking it's about. It's one of them bars. In yeah, it's one of them <laughs> one of ones, them. right? Okay, it's like so, the Shoreditch, isn't it? It's the yeah, same. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when there last night, had never been there before. It had been a while since I'd been in a commercial bar. Nothing wrong with commercial bars at all. <laughs> had a great time. The DJ was insane. Like going up. Listen, techers, okay. techers as well. Music was. It was what it was. But like the commercial. DJ, like yeah, but, but, no. But it was like it was like those TikToks of like uh, DJs and white clubs be like right. <laughs> but it wasn't even that. Like the guy was like, actually, I have no clue what the DJ looked like. Okay. Because I thought I was looking at the DJ the whole night. I was just looking at like a random person standing on the couches. And I was, <laughs> I was sure it was a DJ. It was absolutely not the DJ. So I actually, at this point, don't know who the DJ is what, at all. No at clue. All. So this is like a pure enigma. So there's going to be no assumptions here. I mean, I can make an assumption again because of TikToks, but who knows? And he was mixing. Like, imagine like, I don't know, Nirvana or like Linkin Park. Okay. But like pitching the voice like super high. And then he would use the key of the voice pitched super high to mix it into another song. So as opposed to beat matching, he was like sort of like key, key matching. matching. And I was just like, 
I it was, it was don't so, understand, but I do understand. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know how to do it, honestly. So if that was like an actual live mix, I was just like, "This is insane." It also, so unnecessary. You did not need to do that. But you know, big up yourself. Like big I wouldn't you. know how to do it. I honestly wouldn't know how to do it. I don't know how you find the key. I mean, there's no. there's definitely a way, like in record box and stuff, that like it would analyze the key. When it starts talking about the key, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care either. I don't because care. we're not those type of DJs. This is like a completely different type of yeah, like mixing. But, but what is? But what is that? The key, what, so the key is like the, it, it's, a, it's a note, right? Yeah, I know, but I, I just don't get what you would be trying to... Do what my man was doing in Barrio <laughs> last night, mixing Nirvana into fucking Nicki Minaj <laughs> through keys. Mad, that's Mental. wild. Right, before we start, yeah. really quickly... Yeah, where were Why we going? Why did I say that? <laughs> no, no. my guy in Barrio. <laughs> oh, no, because, right, what I, was, what I was thinking last night was... I was there and I was just having like my main character moment. I was like, these people don't know I'm a DJ. Like me, like the mysterious girl in the corner, right? But I was saying to my friend, I was just like, I just want to become like really, really famous and then still come out with my friends and end up in these like random bars, whatever. Because I want to be like the superstar DJ in the corner. And people just like, 100%. why the hell is St. Ludo in this bar? And I'm just there with like, I don't like heart-shaped sunglasses in no, the corner. I exactly know what you like, mean. I don't know, titties out. Just like, and people just be like, why is this celebrity here? Like, I want to be that person completing the side missions. No, no, I get like, it. Like, Shaq DJing. I want to be like, why on earth is, like, St. Ludo dog-setting my pets? <laughs> like, I want to be that. And I want to be, like, papped in, like, the most random places. Like, you're in, not going to pap me in the Bahamas. You're going to pap me... Walking the dogs. You know, walking Talia's dogs. Or just... No, because then because people would just be like, oh, they're friends. She's doing her a favor. It needs to be more random. Just, like, I don't know, just, like, catering at the White House. You're a joker. Shut up. Something like that. Side <laughs> missions. I can't wait. Can't wait. Collect all the badges, all the Pokemon. Can't wait. Oh, you are insane, aren't you? <laughs> I love it. Though, no, literally, when I was in New York in November, um, my mate um, was DJing and Kalani was just there. Like, but when I tell you so, like, literally how you are mm. on a Wednesday, mm. the woods, shout out the woods in New York, mm. um, Kalani was just there, chilling. And we was like, what? No, there was no henchman, no nothing. And also, I just don't think anyone knew. She, obviously, they knew her, but they didn't know her, know her, which I was didn't wild. Her. Yeah, but she wasn't incognito. It was wild to me. She was, she was getting people's attention. She was like, "Hey guys, <laughs> hey. I'm here. I'm, I'm here. here." By the way, I'm here. Right, Ludo. Before we get going, I asked you a question before. Yes, and it was. This is a little segment that I'm going to have at the beginning of the show. Okay. If you had any rider, what would it be? What oh, did you, you did say? Ask me that. What did you say? I have absolutely no clue what I what I answered, but so I'm going to do it fresh. Okay. I would have a pizza because mm. that has happened before and I loved it. Great. I was munching on a slice of pizza <laughs> and DJing and it was all happening together and I was right. just like I've just peaked my Italian like <laughs> form right now so I would have that I would have a gin and slimline tonic mm -hmm. because I have convinced myself that I am <laughs> allergic to yeast so okay. now I'm drinking specific things that don't contain yeast okay. gin and slimline uh, I would have San Pellegrino mm -hmm. I am such a stereotype walking living stereotype San Pellegrino Lemon or orange. Okay. Because I love that. That's my favorite soda. 
I would have gummy bears. Okay. Always the sour ones. Okay. Don't like the sweet ones. Only sour ones. Sour gummy bears. Yeah. Well, just like sour Haribos. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anything sour. The worms, the bears. I don't know. My boyfriend. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and then I would have... <laughs> World peace. World peace. Gender equality. All of that. Uh, trans women recognize as women mm-hmm. once and for all. Let's stop talking about it. I would have, I would close the pay gap. Oh, for your DJ rider. I love that. I love that <laughs> for us. <laughs> I love that for you. I just wonder if you said that to a promoter, they would be like, yeah, next. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to go with it. We've gone in a different direction. So we're gonna we're gonna go with Brain Ludo. They had less requests. Right. Unfortunately, I couldn't get you World Peace. Okay. But I could get you some stuff. That will do. So let's see what's in the little Londis goodie bag. Okay. Londis. If it's Londis, you know it's real. Londis is the one. So shop we that got has... you a San Pellegrino. She got me the San Pellegrino. I got you a San Pellegrino, babes. Fizzy Harry Bows. Oh my god. The sour ones. The tan facts. Tang Fastics, that's the name. And I also got you a pizza. You're lying. <laughs> no. You're lying. You are lying. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's why you asked me if I eat meat. I was so confused. <laughs> this is insane. And How this is Nduya. Yes, it is. You know Nduya is from Calabria, which is where I'm from. No, from I didn't. Look at that. This is insane. Look at that. This pizza. is a real moment. I have... What is happening right now? This is the best day of my life and I'm hungover. Right, babe. So you've mentioned Italy. Yes. So talk to us a bit about Italy. That's where you're born? No. No. So this is this is the thing that has confused everyone for the past 10 years in London. Love the mystery. Right, so St. Ludo is about to set the record straight. What? You heard it here. This is once and for all. This is it. Okay. Right. Where are you from? Tell us. Born in California. Right. Berkeley. Northern California, Berkeley is like a little town outside of San Francisco in the Bay Area, Holt out the Bay Area, 510, let's go. Gang, gang. My parents are both Italian. Right. My parents did what I did in London. So, well, absolutely not, actually. They were 25. They got married. And then they moved to California with like the big American dream. Mm-hmm. Didn't last too long. Moved back to Italy. Because <laughs> it was tough those times. My parents didn't even speak English. Okay. So that was interesting. They spoke, they teach French in Italy. Don't oh. know why. It makes no sense to me. Oh, but. as the secondary language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like, oh, so they speak fr- French but in Italian. Italy, n- not Italian. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, they, well, I mean, they teach Italian also in a very, I mean, yeah, you know, public education in Italy is a mess. Anyway, they, yeah, as a second language, they taught French. So they moved to California without necessarily knowing English. So they went to like evening school to learn mm-hmm. English, da da da. Stayed there for like, I think maybe five, six years. And I was, my brother and I were born there, but okay. then we moved straight back to Italy. Okay. So I was obviously there there long enough for me to still have this accent, mm-hmm. but I was raised in Italy by Italian parents. So okay. yeah, technically <laughs> I am, I guess, American. Mm-hmm. What's your passport saying? Italian. And American. Okay. No, but I still have, I have the American oh, okay. one as well because I was born there. So right, right, in the right. States you get, the only way to get a pass, no, that's not true. You can get a passport if you're 
uh, the child of an American mm-hmm. or if you were born there, but okay. not as a spouse, for instance. Okay. So I have a passport because I was born there. My parents don't. Right, right, right. So you say all of this, but when I met Ludo the first time, I was like, yeah, she's Irish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was There's... like, yeah, she's 100% Irish. Yeah. No one could tell me any different. There's a lot of people that still think that. There's a myth that I have never, well, this myth <laughs> that I have never like... Um, uh, like, Debunked. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there is, I... With my chest, I pretended to be Irish. There was this one time particularly where I was on Represent Radio and the presenter with her whole chest said, we've got Ludo DJ here. At this point, I wasn't even saying Ludo yet. You got Ludo DJ here hailing straight out of Dublin. And I was like, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm like, I don't even know. What was that? I was like, from Dublin? And she was just like, what was it like? And I was like, oh, Love Dublin, Twisted no, Pepper. You need to stop. I went with it because I was like, "How am I going to tell a presenter Bait right now out. that they got like entirely they wrong? Didn't do their research, none whatsoever." So I, w- I just went with it, and I like tried to like do an Irish accent. The, the did you then tell her after? I, I never told her. So I was wondering if I did stories about that like a month ago, and yeah. I was wondering she still follows me, and I was wondering if she saw it. And she definitely she must have put two and two together and be like, "Oh, that was me. That was me." Yeah, dickhead. <laughs> No, she's really sweet. She's actually really sweet. Hence why I didn't her. have, like, you know, the the courage to just be like, babes. Actually, no. Because I love her. She's really, really sweet. Oh. Really young also. And I, I was old, I knew I was older than her. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to do this to her. Not on air. Not no, live not, on air. Man supporting young women. No. <laughs> oh, bless. Okay, so we got that straight. Tell me about your sound. I'm not mm. going to talk too much about sound because I want to know more about you. Okay. But let's, let's go with the sound first. So if the people don't know what you're like, what you specialize in, let mm-hmm. them know. Okay. I would say my thing is um, I love rap and I love uns uns. So I love putting together rap and uns mm-hmm. uns. And I think that would be like my <clears throat> USP is that, you know, I play like that. Da- I play dance music. I can do like one hour rap set, but like if I have complete free reign, I would mm-hmm. mix electronic music and with like rap vocals or even right, just right. like rap originals, like without mm-hmm. necessarily it being an edit. Um, and I think that kind of like, I guess, uh, differentiates me from like other DJs. Cause I mean, people do do it, but I wouldn't necessarily say that that's like super widespread. I can't list people that do it. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm not a pioneer. Um, but I, that's like what I really enjoy doing a, because it's a challenge because mm-hmm. it's not maybe necessarily that straightforward mm-hmm. and B, because that is what I listen to. So if I, it would be absolute cap if I was just like, oh, I listen at home is like Pop Smoke or like, oh, I listen at home is like Aphex Twin. It's so not true. Like I listen to like a lot of rap yeah. and a lot of electronic music. There is no one. I don't go at home and just like listen to house music. Like I guess maybe house DJs do. I don't know. <laughs> so I, so I want to play what I, what actually represents I listen at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get and that. And I, I want to make sure that I'm not playing music that I'm just like, I think other people like. I want to make sure that mm. is it represents me as a person. If someone asked you to like play, I don't know, just something different, like say a dancehall set, would you do it? This is a very interesting question. Um, I had the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince of Peckham, whole type Prince of Peckham, absolutely love that pub. Um, the Prince of Peckham crowd expects a very specific sound. Mm, mm, mm. Um, it's a black-owned pub. It's in Peckham. It has a cultural context around 
that pub, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people that go there want to listen to to specific music, right? Mm. Which is completely fair. This is your pub. I'm the Italian that lives in London. It's not vice versa. <laughs> you know, like, I, you didn't come to Italy. I'm, I am here yeah, in Peckham, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And I found it really interesting because I would play... I obviously can play a more commercial sound than my normal sound. Mm. And even though I have a carnival playlist, because you got to be ready for anything. And also, <laughs> yeah. during COVID, I would play home parties for like my girlfriends so I'm the only DJ so I was the only they literally would give me their Spotify carnival playlist I would just like download their tracks (laughs) I didn't know half of them so I have the playlist Mm -hmm. but then like it's more of a question like do I want to do it and I had to turn down eventually I did Prince of Peckham once or twice maybe actually and all the track requests were like sort of like dance or bashman songs and I was just like I would do them I would do the request Mm -hmm. and then I would come home feeling like really weird Mm. And why I, is that? Well, because I was like, why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? Is this right? Mm. This feels weird. This is not what I want to play. And also, again, the cultural context around Prince of Pekka made me feel like it wasn't even necessarily my space to take. And I was like, there's loads mm. of great, like, bashmen, uh, dancehall, mm-hmm. Afrobeats DJs. Yay. Why is this white girl from Italy playing this music at Prince of Peckham? So yeah, I, I stopped playing there. So... So do you think the main reason was because they wanted you to play a lot of black music? Yeah. And you just didn't feel comfortable playing it? I or? think there's like, I think, right. But because if I was to adhere to that rule, mm. a white DJ wouldn't be DJing, right? That's good, yeah. Right. But I feel like there's there's music that is, to a degree, it has more intrinsic culture to it. Mm. And I feel like, like, I feel like Carnival regardless of which country's carnival it might be, it's like a proper cultural celebration. And I'm not saying that rap isn't a cultural celebration, Mm. but it's, I think there's more context to carnival music, what it speaks about, uh, what it's meant to celebrate, that I feel like it's more awkward. I think to like... Do you think that that's you being harsh on yourself? Or do you think the crowd is thinking that? Or... Is that Ludo critiquing herself? I feel like there's definitely... Right, okay. So there's definitely... Well, I try try to be as introspective as possible and to question everything that I do Mm. as much as I I can, right? Just to make sure that, like, within myself, I feel happy and content about my decisions and that existing in the space where I exist, I feel like I am being fair to myself and the people around me plus i'm a libra so everything i like to do everything as what like, does that mean because i'm not an astrology like, babe well i only know my sign so i don't actually know other people's <laughs> sign but like a libra is like is like transparent and about fairness okay. and about like crediting people and about like if you're lent money you want the money back and like mm-hmm. you want people to do the same type of thing right it's about fairness okay. so i think there's like a fi- there's a fair way to be a white dj in a black space i, I think that's like mm-hmm. and obviously there's like layers to it and there's like and p- different people might have completely different feelings about it but i think there is a sort of i think fair is i like that word because correct is too black or white, mm. whereas fair is more nuanced. Yeah, and I think yeah, there's yeah. a fair way to be a, a white DJ in a, that plays black music. Mm-hmm. And I think, for instance, a, there's a black producer that might make dance floor music, but that dance floor music will have the intention 
to be created for dance floors where people might be from all different parts of the world. Mm. And I feel like carnival music, as much as it is a celebration of everyone around the world, is created for countries. It was born for this specific island this specific do you know what i mean so i feel like that is much more and by no means i'm saying it's exclusive but it's music with a cultural relevance Mm -hmm. uh whereas more modern music might be created for everyone to sort of with the intention of everyone dancing to it Mm -hmm. so that one i i feel like it's more i feel like it's more fair to take someone else's slot and play it <laughs> yeah yeah no I hate that that's kind of how I felt about it and and also the cool thing was that when I told Prince of Peckham they were like fair enough yeah yeah we like we were both kind of like in agreement yeah yeah they, that it was they odd it. Yeah, yeah they got it and they, they, did, it. they didn't think that I was turning it down for like other reasons and just using this as an ex- excuse you know they were just like fair enough because they see your point and they were like if we do niche sets then we'll call you and I was like yeah I like that because yeah, I don't want to not play there but I don't want to like why am I DJing dancehall? That's Mm-mm. odd. There's so many other people that can do it. They can do it better, more authentically, better mixing. Like, right, right, right. they can bring you like on a journey and like mm-hmm. they make you even discover tunes that you might not know with like the five ones that you know. I'm not the person for that. <laughs> um, do you feel like it's the same sort of experience when being a woman... Um, a white woman DJing like rap and grime. Do you, is your experience the same? I feel like I'm a very odd example for this because I'm foreign as well. Mm. So I'm playing. So for instance, when I was when I play grime, it's odd enough already the fact that a foreign person is playing grime. Mm. But I feel like that actually gave me, in a way, and this might be the privilege. Being a foreign white woman, I feel like has actually given me more leeway. Right, right. Because I can get away with odder stuff or like mm-hmm. I can get away with like not having an expectation. And I think also maybe is it because that other people won't know the experience of, of a woman, a white woman in Italy versus yeah. we might see the experience of a, a white woman that was born in maybe West or Absolutely. somewhere. So, yeah, no we recognise it. it more. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like, for instance, if you have, well, we all know this, there's like posh accents and whatever, right? Mm. You will have, rightfully so, and it, well, you can sort of expect, if a person from Mayfair... Preconception. Right. Yeah. And it, it could also be true, the preconception, mm-hmm. right? Whereas because no one there is no way to like I guess make an assumption of me that is negative yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you can only sort of make I guess like not a positive assumption but again I'm a white woman from Italy with an American accent I, I no one is Loads no one really knows you yeah. know I mean? no one really knows yeah, so I feel yeah, like yeah. when I play when I play rap people are just like yeah she's American <laughs> and when I say like weird stuff they're just like oh you know she's Italian and it's yeah, like I have yeah, a lot of privilege yeah, that comes yeah. with being a white woman because people kind of like make only positive assumptions or positive excuses for me mm-hmm, and I feel mm-hmm. like I can get away with playing a lot of stuff because of that mm-hmm. and no one expects me to be a black girl and play Afrobeats and not play yeah, yeah, yeah. dance music or like no one expects me to like or like they find it fascinating that a white girl from Italy is playing grime as opposed to like, why are you playing grime? Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just no. like, oh, girl, oh, she's she's Italian, <laughs> she's playing grime. Like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, it's actually more like props to you, because, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, but if you are, have you ever been on like an all male lineup? Well, I'm yeah. A, yeah. yeah. I, I literally I mean, was about to yeah. say, I don't know why I'm asking that yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we know. Do you ever feel uncomfortable, like, or do you feel like you have to prove yourself when you're on like all male lineup and then playing? 
rap grime or so oh okay so this is I a very layered question i wanted to get into it layered question so oh i really don't want to lose my train of thought here so okay. there's different sides to it so my answer is going to be no okay. i don't feel pressured because i am a very confident i'm a very i'm very confident i'm very impulsive i'm a mm not looking back person I don't look around me type of person I'm very focused and I am like maybe confident to like an arrogance level sometimes okay. which in this field is very helpful mm -hmm. because you will be surrounded by men who are trying to undermine you and are trying to question what you're doing and are trying to tell you that you could do it better in a different way or whatever right so To, there's a side that is my intrinsically my personality allows me to not be intimidated and to not feel um to to not feel like I need to pay attention to what's happening around me because I have inside me this sort of confidence mm. and it is because for sure like I was raised in privilege and my parents I was lucky enough to have two parents that reminded me every single day of my life that I can be whoever I want I am the smartest I am the most intelligent I'm, I'm the most capable person ever and that I, I see that in the way I carry myself because I truly they convinced me that I am that person mm -hmm. the other side is also I am a white girl I dress tomboyish whatever that means in 2023 mm. slim there's this whole there's this someone told me this and i found it it really it really stuck with me this young artist she must be like 21 22 and she came up to me and said i am so jealous and i'm so um sort of i admire how you've managed to be seen by boys like a boy and so mm. the way that you carry yourself and the way maybe there's a whole context i'm white skinny dressed like a like a boy whatever again that means mm. but dressed like loose clothes dress loose you yeah. know what i mean so boys uh, see me in a different way that they would see maybe like a prettier girl or a curvier girl mm. there's all these other assumptions you just, do you not think that you're not sexualized This is what she was saying. Mm. What, what this artist was getting at is that she's hypersexualized. Yeah. She's like, uh, she's, she's like, like a, she has a sort of thing that happens to like a Billie Eilish when, she, like that mm. one time that she's got like a, like a little vest on and everyone's just like, oh my gosh, she's got boobs. Today! She has the same, <laughs> yeah. the same thing. So she covers up a lot and then whenever she doesn't, our, her comments get really, really creepy. Mm. And she was saying, I admire that you, that I feel like You don't have to do that on socials. And it's true, I don't do that. I've never really done that on socials. That's not... But it doesn't even come from a fact of not wanting to do it. I just always thought that I was funnier rather than pretty. I was never going to win in the room if we were competing right, on looks. Right. But maybe maybe sometimes on jokes, there are a few rooms. Mm -hmm. Not with you and Frankie, but in other <laughs> rooms where I am the funniest person, right? Shut up. <laughs> but it does. But that gives you a lot of, like, the fact... The I, I do think that that has helped my career a lot. And it doesn't even matter if it's true or not, but that's mm. how I feel. It's your experience. Right? I feel like I don't, I'm not getting sexualized because that's not what I'm selling. Mm. And that gives me a, a lot, a whole other lot of like leeway. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I get treated in a different way. And again, there's like a lot of privilege that comes with not being sexualized. A lot of freedom mm. that comes with it. Again, whether that's true or not, who knows? I could have been booked because of 
tokenism and being sexualized and someone's yeah, trying to yeah, get yeah. with me. But I... You don't feel it. I don't feel it. You don't feel it. So... Being that's on, good. I think that, that's good, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the hype. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was almost like very long. So I'm just like at the end of it, just like imagine it was in tears. And I was like, no one wants me. Oh, stop it. Uh, everyone wants you, baby. That was that was really intense. Yeah. But it, I, I saw it was layered. No, layered. no, but definitely, definitely needed to be, to be said because I feel like that question might be a question that people would want to ask you, but... Yeah. You, we're not in the spaces in the environment yeah, yeah. to do it and that's exactly why I wanted to create this podcast was mm-hmm. so that we could just talk about the bigger thing the bigger picture because mm-hmm. being a DJ is very glamorised mm-hmm. do you ever get it when people say um, you go oh, I'm a DJ and they're like oh my gosh what you must be doing this doing that and you're like yeah but also <laughs> there's this whole other side that nobody really knows about yeah um, so yeah that is definitely one thing about like, being in the boys club yeah. like that must be really difficult um, sometimes but I'm glad that there is an arrogance that you do have to yeah. be like, I'm just, she's naive. Yeah. So, it's, have you seen me? <laughs> have you like, seen me? Of course, I'm not intimidated. <laughs> I'm the knees bees. <laughs> no, I don't. The bees knees. <laughs> so I don't I'm think the, that's how it said. I'm the bees knees. The bees knees. Is that yeah. not how you say it? No, you're the bees knees. Because if you're the knees bees. Oh, I said the knees bees. <laughs> I'm Italian, sorry guys. No, no, no. Shut up. <laughs> sorry guys, I'm, I'm the I'm Italian, I don't really speak English like that. So, sorry. how many languages do you speak? Three. Three, tell me. Italian, English, and Spanish. Oh, fluently Spanish. Yeah. I love. Because they lived in Argentina for a year. I'm jealous. Yeah, Argentina I'm was actually sick. Actually, really jealous. How did you get the name St. Ludo? It's actually a very cute story. Oh, but I actually remember. Actually, it's like. You. I, I think I met you as Ludo. Yeah. And then, so I would have seen the change. Yeah. I remember when you became St. Ludo. Yeah. But tell me, why? So, so Ludo's just my name, right? My full mm. name is Ludovica. Mm. Short, Ludo. Love Very that. standard Italian name. I love the mm reaction, but it actually is quite a normal Italian name. That's what everyone says. And like my best friend, French, yeah. Arelli, and she, I was like, oh, that is fancy. Yeah. She's yeah. like, it's a Stacey of France. Like... <laughs> Stacy of France. I would be, yeah, I'd be the Sarah, the Sarah of Italy. No, it's not. It's not a Sarah. It's like an Eloise of Italy okay. type B, like okay. a white girl name in Italy. Okay, but it's, it's like, nice and also name. it's like an old name that now like people are like making trendy. Mm. I guess it's even worse. It's a bit like Meryl, right? <laughs> if you were just like, let's bring it back, and I was like, did we have to bring it back? But I guess yeah, I'm but here Ludo now. Makes so. it urban and edgy. Yeah, Ludo, Ludo's cute also because like Ludo's like technic and it's really interesting. Mm. It's androgynous at this point because it ends with an O. Oh. So a lot of people, there was like a, I had, I have jobs, my day jobs. <laughs> and when I email, email from Ludo, I remember this so well. I was working at a label like five years ago, emailed someone with the Ludo and the person came into a meeting and he was like, what the fuck? You're a, you're a girl. And also because I was really young. I was like 24 at the time. So I like, I looked like a youth as well. And the guy like literally said it and I was like, damn, that's crazy. Why you going but it was like different that? times. So I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, but also, no, you shouldn't have said anything. You should have punched him in the face. I should have banged him in the teeth right. for sure. The guy was a prick anyway. Oh, he's known for being a prick. He's like an old school like electronic guy. Oh, long nobody. But I didn't even. It was it was crazy because I didn't even clock until like I don't know like so many years later. It's it's crazy how I'm, oh, I'm going so deep real quick. I'm a few years older than you. I think mm. there are things that have happened in my twenties that gives it away already. How old I am? <laughs> things that have happened in my twenties 
that I only understood that they were bad until I told someone years later, usually Frankie, because obviously Frankie's like, mm. like, you know, she's like a huge... Big up like, Frankie. Big up Frankie. She's like a huge advocate of women and mm. like women's rights and she's she, she's about this life, right? So mm. she know, and she reads, she's very literate about it as well. Okay. And I told her about like, this is why I'm, I mean, tr- I mean, trigger warning. I was essayed and I didn't realize until I told Frankie. You was what? Sexually assaulted. Oh, sorry. I didn't know that was it. No, no, and... and I only realized years later when I was telling Frankie, I was like, papa, really? I don't like this guy because papa, papa. And she was like, Ludo. Of course you don't like him. And I was like, yeah, I was a bit shit. And, he, and she was like, no, Ludo, do you, do you understand? No, it's crazy. And I didn't, I was just like, oh. But that's, it's, it's two things. You were probably young and didn't understand. But also sometimes <clears throat> as women, we're just like, it's standard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we have to go through this because it's normal. And yeah. those things... I just not was this within music or was it just It was within, within music. It, well, I mean, I knew him, I knew this man because of like he works in music, but mm. I didn't really. It wasn't it wouldn't it wasn't doing anything for me. He was like loosely right, affiliated. Right, right. I, I met him at a festival type thing. Like it wasn't like a work thing. Mm. I just met him at a festival, older man as well, like proper older. Um and I liked him and that happened. And I was like, it, it like, as in liked him as a person or romantically? Both, both. Oh, like okay. he was, we were friends for I'd say like a year or two before, mm-hmm. and then the assault happened, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't really, I didn't really understand. It was so weird. I just didn't understand what happened. Mm. So I just like hid it within myself for like years, right? And then I think he came up in conversation with Frankie. This was like a three a.m. conversation, and like Frankie's like holding my hand, and I was just like, "Why are you holding my hand for?" I don't understand what's That's happening. Mad. And she was like, Ludo, do you, do you not get it? Do you hear yourself? And I was like, yeah, he's a prick. And she was like... No, no, he's he's a, a rapist. <laughs> like that's that's also we can we should I'm fine to talk about this, but we can also. No 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 it, literally this listen, is, yeah. if this is your reality and yeah. the realities of then <laughs> the red listen, the red lining podcast is this is red red lining today. Listen, listen. The idea is what happens when the DJ starts a red line in life. And yeah. unfortunately that was a red that, line. That was moment. a big red line, yeah. Exactly. But now I know. So I'm not gonna let that happen again. Well, <laughs> I know. Yeah, oh, no. I banged him in the face too. Feel free, Everyone like can... we can pull up, pull up tonight. Do you know what? He's a sad old man anyway, so it's not for him. He's gonna die alone. Would you ever like call him out on social media? Because no, I wouldn't. Because and maybe this is me protecting him for no reason. But I feel like also he didn't really know. I feel like he didn't. Mm. I feel like he thought that what he was doing was okay. And obviously consent is, like... It's sexy, it's key. Essential. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like if I was to speak to him, he would be genuinely baffled. He would, he, he would genuinely be convinced that what he did was totally okay after yeah. I begged someone to not do anything to me. Um, I honestly think that he, he would not get it because he's the type of guy that would say, you know, but we, ha- we were on a date and whatever. So obviously... That is a cons- that is a consensual environment mm-hmm. or like context. I honestly think that if I spoke to him, he'd be baffled. This he wouldn't. He would not. He would not. Yeah. He would understand it. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. I hate him. Sorry, yeah. I'm so vexed right yeah, now. He would not. I absolutely hate him. Believe the question I asked you was, "How you got your name?" And we got. Oh this? wow! <laughs> that was wow. Okay, let's go back to that story because I'm like a little bit more lighthearted, but also not really. <laughs> Am I an intense person? Is this all coming out today? (laughs) So so I was Ludo DJ forever. 
Um, it was a nightmare in terms of SEO because obviously it's impossible to find Ludo DJ. Google Ludo DJ. It's great. There's loads of little French men that appear <laughs> like playing EDM with like no hair. It's so funny. I, I don't know that. why. Um, so I needed to eventually get a new name and that was kind of like I had that at the back of my mind. Mm. And then one day I was walking home. This is like 2023. So four or five years ago, four years ago, let's say. I was walking home. Kings and High Street. We all mm. know Kings and High Street is Brass. hell on earth, man. <laughs> Everything that happens, happens on Kings and High Street. Definitely. And I'm walking home and I live, I used to, well, this was like four or five years ago. I used to live, I lived for like eight years on this like side road between Dawson and Stoke Newington, walking up. And this is at the height of the old Rudy's. Used to love that spot. Uh, Rudy's on ice. It's been gone for like two, what, three years the, um, now. The Jamaican Caribbean spot. spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm walking up, it's raining. And I'm at that height of the street and there's a man standing in the middle of the street. Love that. So I'm just like, why is there a man standing in the middle of the street? Obviously, English people just walking by carefree. They're just like, as a person in the middle of the street, whatever. And me, I'm just like, oh my God, there's a person in the middle of the street. So this man was standing in between the two lanes. It's raining. He's off his nut. Like something is obviously wrong with him. I couldn't tell if he was whatever it was, right? Mm. But there's a man standing in the middle <laughs> of the street and buses are driving past. Again, it's Kingston High Street. So cars and buses are not giving a fuck about this man so I'm just like oh, let me go and collect this man right so I walk in the middle of the street and physically move this man from the middle of the street mm. drag him and sit him with his back against Rudy's who were not happy about it by the way they were just like oh, another crack <laughs> against my fucking window so this man is sat there on the floor and I'm just like with him there and I'm just like are you okay mm. he's off his rocket he was like I think he was high and drunk mm. it's like 5pm and he was like just really not unwell. Eyes were just like doing all sorts of things. The man was like obviously not okay. So I called an ambulance, right? Mm. And the ambulance said, just please stay there with him until we get there, right? So I'm here talking to Stuart. <laughs> Hold tight, Stuart, wherever you <laughs> are. Sitting on the floor under the rain on Kings and High Street, speaking to Stuart. Stuart is, his mom had passed. He had reached low in his was life. No, I mean, 40, 50, okay. sort of, yeah. Um, reached a low in his life and he then proceeds to asking me if I've ever had cyber sex bro listen man Long. even when we're trying to help people men Long. still be menning because what the hell is that but anyway I'm just like listen this man always trying to you know do whatever in the middle <laughs> of the street so let's just let's just focus on keeping him alive today um, the ambulance comes this is like also like 15 minutes later because they were like yeah whatever like they don't give a fuck mm. um they collect Stuart and Stuart very dramatically as he walks into the back of the ambulance says, you're a saint, Ludo. And I was like, that has a ring to Stop it. it. That has a goddamn ring to it. And also, I love the idea of, obviously, Italy is still like, well, it's not the, it's not officially a Christian state anymore, mm-hmm. but it was a Christian state mm. for thousands yeah, of years. Well. So um, Italians take it very seriously. Um the way you speak about the church and mm-hmm. God and whatever. So me calling myself St. Ludo is very wrong. And I love the <laughs> idea. Like, my mom is fuming still about it. Fuming. Oh, I love it, though. So it's like a little provocative, too. Wow. Love to piss off the Italians every no, day. No, I love that. No, that makes That's so a true much story. Sense. That makes so much sense. <laughs> That's a true story. St. Ludo. Hold tight, Stuart. I hope he's doing better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Bless his yeah. socks. Yeah, he, I mean, he was high. He was having a great time, but if, probably when he like came off of it, he wasn't that happy anymore. In the middle yeah. of the road in Kingsland High Street. Under what the day rain. was it? Under the rain. What like weekday? A weekday. Absolutely a weekday. Must have been five pm on a Wednesday. Oh gosh. Yeah. Peak. 
That's long. But he gave me my artist name, so there we go. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like oh sometimes he wins. If you lose. ever like produce a track or something, please dedicate it to him. I will have to absolutely oh, something, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or the book that we've been talking about. Yeah. Dedicate to Stu, Man Like Stu. First page, first page in a nice little like like font. Yeah. For Stuart, the man who created St. Ludo. And everyone's going to be like, oh, your dad? And I'm just like, nah, the crackhead on Kings and High Street. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Kings and High Street. Listen, <sighs> that was my manner. That's where I was born yeah. on the street, no. Born in Hummerton Hospital and... It's wild because I feel so comfortable in Dalston. Mm-hmm. So comfortable. And one time I went to South, Brixton, mm-hmm. and when I literally get out of Brixton Station, I'm like, oh, oh. my gosh, what is going on here? And you oh, know princess. you know how I how I like justify myself? I'm like, I don't know these crackheads. I just, I don't They're know. They're different. They're different. They're different. But though. they are different. They are different. Big man ting. They're Such different. a different type of crazy such yeah. a different type of crazy I, under, I also feel like I understand the east crazy I feel <laughs> like the south crazy is that is what like, we're on the Virgil? <laughs> like an east crazy yeah I, I see myself in them it's just 10 years away oh, but it's coming for me it. as well. no, but I'm with, you, I'm with you I'm with you I feel like Brixton is more Brixton is more intimidating crackheads East is like you guys are funny yeah, man yeah, yeah. like it's basically it's like how we think East is like the creatives the, yeah, we're all a bit wacky crackers, like. yeah, we're all a bit wacky we all love it hippie <laughs> peace and love South that's not what you think of no so no, absolutely why not. your crackers gonna reflect that yeah no they wouldn't they really wouldn't <laughs> no. what is right what is your like go to song that oh. you know that when you play it's just gonna it's gonna pop off someone asked me this last yeah. week and I was like yeah well I know what it is and it's just like it's jarring because every single video of every single gig <laughs> everyone posts only that this one song. song and I'm just like guys I play for like another hour and 28 minutes <laughs> so if you could please take stories of that Do other you know part I mean? it's the song it's called I don't even know what it's actually really called it's Samba and it was like the World Cup song and it was like the one that goes da 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 please do like that into the camera da 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 and it's like a huge football song yeah but it's a banger, and I always play it. It's also it's like it's like one thirty four BPM, so it's yeah. just like a perfect little random song. Because yeah, I started yeah. like one thirty three and end at like one sixty. Right? That's very interesting. That's where you would naturally start. At. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Between one thirty and one thirty five, usually one thirty three. I just like literally just put it at one thirty three because I I feel like one thirty is too slow. Okay. So one thirty three, one thirty five is actually where I usually and I bring up the one thirty. She's talking about BPM, by yeah. the way. If you don't know, yeah, not. I keep saying DJing is maths, mathematics. Yeah. We be counting. I've right? got, I've got the calculator out. Up, I'm halving. I'm multiplying. Crazy Listen, shit. Sometimes I just have to round up because it's too long. Yeah, it is. It is pretty. But, um, oh, that's I love that. Yeah. That because I always start. Um, and obviously, it's because the genres are going to yeah. be different. But I'm more of a. I'll start in the seventies. But my sweet spot. But my sweet spot is between um, ninety and one hundred and eight. That is my cursed spot. <laughs> really, I have like yeah. unless obviously it's like the carnival playlist. I have. Well, that's but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I have no music between 90 and 108. I actually think no because I still have like some rapper between like 90 and 100. Mm. But the 100 to 108 is my dead zone. 
That's like the Triangle of Bermuda for me and my USB. There's nothing to be found. You go there, you, you disappear. Nothing. No, that's nothing. So, and when we did our back-to-back, it'll probably be in some sort of link. Um, it's actually really nice and chill. Yeah. But I coming here I was like I know Ludo's gonna be like 140 yeah, like yeah, yeah. that sort of 130 yeah, yeah, yeah. 140 that's so that's what I had in my mind to play and that's because if you because I also play slower stuff but I always play it as a half mm, of mm, yeah, 140 yeah, yeah, yeah. right so I play a lot of drill but I always play as a half of 140 BPM mm-hmm. for the DJ crew this will mean this will mean nothing to your average listener <laughs> apologies in advance sorry oh not the jargon <laughs> DJ jargon on that note this is a quick interruption for San Pellegrino ASMR let's get sponsored No, it's disgusting. Sponsored by Sam for the Greener. Let's get this back to you. Can you imagine? DJing full time is tricky. So you've always got to have a plan B. Mm. You know, if you can't make the gig, if you can't leave your house for a little bit, if you can't, well, we're seeing it with COVID, if if you want to have kids, if that's you, you got to have the little mm-hmm. job little from home thing. type of, yeah. So uh, my background is in marketing. So I worked in advertising for a bit. Mm. I worked at labels for a bit. Always marketing manager type of roles. I was at Keepush forever. That's how we doing met. Doing marketing. That's how Big we met. Big up Keepush. Big up Keepush. I was marketing manager there. So... But the interesting thing is that obviously marketing manager now is very different from like 20 years ago. So oh, now it's yeah. basically all content. Yeah, that's so mad. Which is great because it that's then helps so, us to do these jobs. It's crazy how like 15 years ago some jobs didn't even exist. This didn't, the marketing manager now is diametrically opposite from a marketing manager 20 years that's ago. That's crazy. Do you think marketing managers from then are a bit angry, a bit vexed? Or have they got with the times or they've just retired? Depends if they're smart or not. Mm. If they're smart, they would have gotten with the times and hired someone that is on job yeah. and can teach them and they can take over other stuff that mm. maybe we don't know how to do but if they are vexed then they are scared intimidated and silly because they're missing out sorry I just got a flashback Luda did you not have um, a record label I did have a record label yes I did have ah, talk to us ah, sorry literally no, this is this is tea <laughs> Oh, no, this is tea Talia Ooh, this okay. is tea okay talk to us I had a record label called Femme Culture Used to run it with my co-founder called Um <laughs> Look at you smiling. Listen, I feel like... I, you can see the shade is just coming yeah, on my pores. Because also, I, it literally just drops into my head. Like I was yeah. like, no, I swear Ludo used to have... Go yeah. on, tell me. Do you know what? The fact is, this is a podcast, but with video. Because I feel like I can keep a straight voice. But my face is going to give everything away, man. Because I'll just be like... <laughs> I had a record label called Femme Culture. Used to run it with an artist called And I had started the label. And she mm-hmm. had asked me to come on board with her as a co-founder. Because at the time, I was working at Warp Records. Warp Records is a really cool, independent electronic label. Uh, well, it was born as electronic. Now they have people like Kalela, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Brown. Um, they had Hudmo, Afix Twin, Boards of Canada. A lot of interesting music. Yeah. Whatever genre it, it was, it was like pushing music boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there was like a lot of like sort of... Um, I'm going to just say a clout that came with working at that label. A lot of okay. people wanted me to be around or be part of their initiatives because the association with that label is still like... Yeah, yeah you know, it means something. It, it really does. It really. That was weight. If you're trying to go in that direction, obviously, if you're trying to be like a pop star, then probably not. But mm-hmm. if you're trying to live in like an alternative world, that label is still holds a lot of relevance. Yeah. So she asked me to be on board because I was at Warp, um, hoping that I could probably help her do something with warp 
I had absolutely zero power. So there was no way I was going to help her do that. Uh, I was like, I was like 24, 26. And also I'm marketing. I'm not A&R. So couldn't mm. really help. Uh, ran the label with her for a few years. The lines got blurred. Uh, learned so much from the situation. She asked me to be her manager. I wasn't okay. a manager. I was a youth. Learned how to be a manager. And I was also her agent. Problem was that I was also my own DJ, my own artist. Mm. Um, and I put myself in a sort of like um, second like l- level after her because obviously I was her manager and mm-hmm. her agent. So I needed to make sure that her needs were met first. Right. Uh, which delayed my career very much so. Okay. And also created a lot of, um, you know... Uh, Say what you want to say. Say no. I just... literally, I know the word in my head. It was with an R, but I can't say a lot of, not regret. A lot of one of those words, like a lot of like um, resentment. Oh. There we go. I was it gonna created, say like respiratory res- <laughs> re- re- uh, rats. Uh, it created like a lot of resentment in me. Fast forward with how things have gone because yeah. uh, well, let me finish the story actually. So I was managing her. I was being her agent. You know, it was it was fun because we were like learning how to do a job. Um, and then fast forward to a few years ago, um, really enjoyed running the label. We signed artists who then absolutely went on to become superstars like uh, Lucy, LCY, I Jordan, um, Anz, uh, just to name a few. Like we had, we signed music from artists who at that time were kind of like, uh, pushing music forward and mm. then and now have been widely recognized. So running a label was great. We used to do a compilation with the UN Women uh, called He For She because that was the name of the initiative with the UN Women. Nice. We did really cool stuff. Uh, and then as it happens with business, sometimes it doesn't go, you know, the way you planned it to. To plan. Uh, I reached out, well, actually this management and booking agency reached out to us because they wanted to manage Femme Culture, the label. Um, I wanted to use as currency, if they want to work with the label, then I wanted to have the artist being represented for bookings. Uh, they said, yeah, we can do that. We'll represent her for bookings if you sort of agree to work with Femme Culture as a label. Said yes. And then they poached her. They took her on for management oh. as well. And she didn't say no to you? She... Well, she was kind of just like, this is, you know, this is what needs to happen. And I understood that that's what she needed to do. Absolutely. Mm. I completely understood that that was the the best decision for, for her career. Uh, and then that I felt resentment because I had paused. I felt, whether that's true or not, mm. it's like, you know, like, let's like say in therapy, this is not about what's, what's true or factual. It's about how you feel about mm. things. I felt like I had put my career... On kind and of Paul, yeah, yeah, because I was her manager and her age, and for then for then for her to go and continue her career with someone else, uh, and led it led to such resentment where I felt like I couldn't be part of the label anymore, so I did, right. and now she and the label are both all with this management company, um, who are uh, known yeah. for this. Um, right, so yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. Oh, they do this. They, yeah, yeah. They're they're known for being quite ruthless, but that's management. That but is management. Did you were was she like one of the first people they had ever poached, or did you guys do your research into them? Did you see at the time it coming? Smaller. They were smaller at the time. Right. They were definitely smaller at the time. They're huge now. Did you think it was gonna? This was gonna happen? No, 
no, I really didn't think so. I thought I thought that me and her were like inseparable, but we're sisters. Mm. You know, the label is all about pushing women forward. I didn't see it coming because I thought, you know, it kind of contradicted the ethos of the label. Mm. So I was just like, never going to happen. Equally, I understand. I understand that she, I wasn't, I was an improvised manager. And I understand that she needed to do that for her career, but it doesn't mean that's going to hurt yeah. less. The fact that you understand it. So what's your relationship like with her now? She's blocked on all socials. Okay. <laughs> Saint Ludo. She continues to be blocked on all socials. That's I actually don't. I'm kind of like, um, I don't like it. It. I have had to let that go because mm. of how unwell it was making me. Mm. Like she's she's chilling. Like she's living her life. Like you know she's got her managers and whatever. But it left me with like this huge burden that was only affecting me, not her, not her manager, not her booking agent. It was me who was suffering from this. Mm. So I was in therapy for years about this. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it honestly proper. broke my heart. Absolutely broke my heart. But thinking about it now, do you and where you are in your career now, do you actually think that that is what needed to happen in order for you to be where you are now? Absolutely not. Oh, really? I would take it all back if I could. I don't think this has helped me. I think this has right. made me waste time. Um I have effectively, and this is not like a, she made me waste time. It's just like, no, like time had passed. Mm. Whilst we were doing that, time was passing. Mm. And I spent two, three, four years doing that. Or I could have blown up as like a DJ when I was like 25, but I didn't because I was focused on doing other things. Right. Um, so for sure, like everything in life happens. But there's very little value that I still see in that in that in that moment in your life yeah yeah it just let me with a lot of regret a lot of hurt a lot of pain a lot of scars um and i don't those are not even skills do you know what the one thing i can take from that is that the skills are transferable to myself mm. so when i was managing her and doing her bookings i learned how to then do that for do you it for me do you have a manager now i do well i'm working with a management company mm. but i'm vetting them out Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's a lot of money. Between the agent and the manager, that's 32% that goes out the window. Really? Yeah, because it's 12 and 20. My gosh, because yeah. I've been trying to look for a manager it's this money, year. Because I feel like there's certain rooms and spaces that I want to be in. And yeah. yes, I could do that with the networking and you eventually, know, yeah. but I'm like, no, I agree with fast you. forward it. I agree with you. But, but it's got to be worth it. Is that, is that, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's got yeah. to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. the gigs have got to be bringing in the money yeah. so that, that that 32%, yeah. it's always going to be felt, yeah. but at least like your, what's that, 68? Yeah. Wait, what's 68? 68% is oh, yours. Oh, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ooh. Yeah. See, look, at mathing already. It's yeah. 68. Yeah. yeah. I was counting on. <laughs> DJ, quick maths. <laughs> quick maths. Uh, so at least that 68%, like, is a good 68%. Yeah. Well, also you would hope that because you have a booking agent and a manager, your fee is anyway higher so that mm. you don't actually feel right. the money that you're paying them out. Yeah, so my yeah. agent has put my fee up by at least more than his commission. Okay. So technically, I don't feel the difference. You're getting what you, what right. your, your yeah. per hour or your yeah. per day. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, so what would you, what advice would you give? I'm basically wanted to pick your brain yeah. on anyone looking for a manager agent or so forth so i think i saw this post by elijah which i found super interesting because he was writing a piece about an agent or a manager yeah, versus what's what's the difference okay so the agent 
So the agent represents your performances. So whether you're a DJ, producer, singer, whatever, the agent represents your live performances. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that you do in real life, a gig, a performance, a solo, stand-up, comedy, whatever it is, your performances, that's your agent, your mm -hmm. live agent, right? And they find you gigs, they deal with your gigs, they negotiate the prices, they make sure that the flyers and the wording and the copy and everything is correct. Mm -hmm. uh, they make sure that you get paid in a timely manner and they take between 10 and 15% okay. uh, to do that for you. A manager does, a manager should technically help develop your career. So a manager does everything else that a, an agent doesn't do. The manager helps you do, uh, you know, shoots, discuss record deals, f find the record deals, uh, editorial, um, find you brand partnerships, media okay, partnerships. So. Um, right, right, it's like right. artist development, whereas yeah, technically yeah. an agent doesn't really develop the you. The agent is about the skill and what you, whatever that craft is. It's purely is. live. It's okay. only the performances, the agent. Okay. The agent has nothing to do with anything else. Mm. Uh, and the manager does literally everything else that the agent doesn't do. Right. Um, they will cross over sometimes, but like, so, for instance, right, your manager will also didn't deal with your agent. You technically wouldn't even deal with your agent anymore. Why? Because you should be... The point of a manager is that you should focus only on the music and the manager goes and does everything else. So you can only record, only sing, only DJ right. or... You know what I mean? So you are focused and you can perfect your craft whilst your manager is developing your career. And is it better if they're together? If they're they basically they're part of the same crew? Not, I mean, or? that exists, but also not really. They can just work... Usually how it is is that you have live agencies and you have management agencies. So usually they're actually separate. Okay. Uh, you, for instance, uh, my manager's primary. Primary only does live management. Mm -hmm. So they, they do performances only. And my management company, pretty sure, do only management. Uh, they don't do any, any live. Okay. But the problem is that management takes a cut off of everything. Whereas an agent takes a cut only off of your performances. So if you did like an editorial for, I don't know, a magazine. For Vogue music, and yeah, I get paid yeah. 10 grand. My agent doesn't get it, but my manager takes two grand. Because they because would they, have got the gig. Yeah, and they're involved in every aspect of your life, yeah. the manager. Whereas the agent have no involvement right. in other stuff. Okay. But my, my advice here, which it changed my outlook on this stuff is what Elijah said, which is agent and managers don't get you brand deals and gigs. You get yourself the brand deals and the gigs. You should create the demand for yourself. You should create that community for yourself and you should create that USP for yourself before and you should know that by heart. Mm. Then the manager and the agent come to help you capitalize on what you've built. Mm. If you are a no one, the agent won't just get you gigs because how is the agent going to sell you? Mm, mm, you mm, need mm, to create that that for yourself. Create your brand. Create, create your, your brand. Branding, create your community. Create yeah. the promoters that want to book you. And then they come and from 800, it goes to 1600 mm. because you have an agent now and they're like ruthless and they can help you negotiate better yeah, terms. Yeah, yeah. But you, what Elijah said is that they don't get you gigs. You get you gigs. Right, right. Okay. Which I thought was very you create you create your community and then they capitalize. On what your do community. you think your your like brand is? Not we've spoken about sound, but Saint Ludo. What else yeah. is that? I think. Um, I, well, I like to believe that my this is also like something that I need to ask myself once a month to make sure that it's like I'm aligned mm. and I'm focused on what my what I think my USP is. I think the the Saint Ludo package is whether it's like you know 
presenting or socials or TikToks or DJing. It's just like it's you know it's fun, it's carefree, it's authentic, it's mm. no frills, it's like no fucks given. You just go, you know, drink, do drugs, don't do drugs, do whatever the fuck you want. But everything is like about having like a sort of good time mm. without having to think too much about what you're wearing, what you're doing, what like I just am. Five million percent myself, and that can be abrasive at times. Mm-hmm. But I want the things that I do around me to be five million percent percent okay fun and stupid and silly. Like it's nothing is what we do is not that deep. Like it's not that serious, yeah. and I want to make sure that like my gigs are like fuck fun. off, yeah. funny, sweaty, ridiculous music, but also intense music. That the content I do is just like I'm just being an absolute idiot on socials because it's like it's really not that deep Mm -mm, like I'm mm -mm, so lucky mm -mm. and I'm so privileged and I want to make sure that like we all have that fun together that's kind of like that's that's a bit you I think that would be yeah okay which also again it comes with a lot of privilege the fact that I can think that way Mm. and I'm aware of that that like I rather than having to do what you think society wants you to do you know just like oh having like a good time like I'm aware that's just like it's like cool that's nice for you man you know you know what I mean (laughs) But like that, nice. it's 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 like who I am is like silly and and funny, and I tr- like try to make that translate across music, brand Platforms, stuff, like yeah. all of that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. what would you say has been like the gig or even the brand partnership that has made you feel one hundred percent you? And and when you've done it, you're like, yeah, that that makes sense. I know why. I was chosen for this or I know why I'm a part of this. I've got to say hold tight Dazed. Okay. I have a really good relationship with Dazed. Nice. They pay good money. Oh, The nice. best money I've ever had okay. is from Dazed. And Dazed... I'm literally writing down notes in my yeah. head like, okay, Dazed. They are great. The team is great. They, like, get it. Um, They put their money where their mouth is. Mm-hmm. And they feel like they... There are parties you. I would have thought they would have been much more pretentious, and and maybe mm. some of them are like, ooh, fashion, clap, whatever. Fashion. <laughs> but when I play there, I mean, there's obviously nothing pretentious about what I play. It's just so silly Mm-mm. that it, that like I always have like so much fun, and people just seem to like also like be like thrown off by like the set that they're listening to and then they end up having a lot of fun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I actually love playing for days so much because you kind of see them being like a little bit stush and then and then they're just like they're just like what the fuck and they're having so much fun and I'm getting paid so well for it and they're treating me like nice. fucking royalty and getting me like all the writers and it's just oh I love it brand wise okay. love working with them it's a Based. great they and they they get you they get their mm. their enough ears on the ground to also understand young people or how to be treated how to speak to people yeah, yeah, yeah. like and I was playing sandwich between Nadine from Pussy, Pussy Palace, Palace and Girls Don't Sing and I feel like we all walked away just being like that was sick oh no that like, must have been a six. it was so and you know what I mean so it was just like you're on the ground yeah. also in terms of like who they booked and it was just I was just like I see you guys I see what yeah, you're doing I see what, I see what you did there. I was just like this is, this is a sick lineup and I see like who you're booking like they're like they. Yeah. I, but I also feel like we were treated like they cared about us. Mm. It wasn't just like, let's get some cute girls. Because <laughs> you're all very cute. Do you know what I mean? It's, but also it was kind of like, I felt like that wasn't it. It yeah, actually no. felt... That's good. We were serious people. And also, 
Sorry, you beat up the microphone. <laughs> what did it do? Oh my god! You just snapped this my laptop as well. Yeah. <laughs> Close it. I want to touch on the subject of the thing that I have to do after this podcast. Yes, because yes, I want yes. your opinion. I feel like people have a lot of opinions about this because I had three opinions in like three seconds about mm-hmm. this. So, a DJ DM'd me yesterday. Okay. About the fact that they are starting a residency on Kiss FM. Okay. The DJ didn't follow me. We knew about each other. They followed me and they said, they messaged and said, hey, I'm doing my Kiss FM residency. I would love for you to be the first guest. Okay. Important detail. First guest. I would love for you to be the first guest. Um, you know, can you do 30-minute mix? Clean. Uh, could you please do it UKG focus? Because, I don't know, that's probably what they're trying to... Mm-hmm. But I love a brief, so that's that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course, cool. No problem. <laughs> Go home. Record the mix, send the mix. They replied, Can you please re record it? Why? There's two bits that I don't like. They sent me a video of the bits that they didn't like. In one, I don't understand where the clang is. I let tell you, I re listened like twice and I was like, because <laughs> it was like one of those videos that you can repeat on Instagram DMs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know where the clang is. Second one, I saw it was out of sync, but it was, you could hear me fixing it. Yeah. So it's out of loop for like maybe like three seconds and you can hear me just joggling the wheel and it goes it goes in sync. Cool. Done, right? Yeah. They say, uh, I'm sorry if this can come across as nasty. I just really want my show to be perfect. I'm a perfectionist. Uh, let me know if you feel like you can be recorded and make it perfect. Otherwise, just let me know. We're going to figure it out, whatever. So I read the message and I was fuming. <laughs> Absolutely fuming. Also, recording mix is long as well. It's long. I'm not getting paid for it. I'm doing you a favor. I don't really care about. I mean, do I care about the platform? Not really. This is not going to change my life. But Mm -hmm. it's kind of. It's just like a good thing to do. Community. You know what I mean? It's like a good thing to do. But this is not. It's not going to change my life. This is not. This is not being aired on. Sway in the morning in New York. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's just like it's kiss. I've been on kiss a million times. Kind of just. I just kind of wanted to quickly do it. I was fuming, and then I was just like Ludo, calm yourself think about this properly and then I went from fuming to he invited me he's a he he invited me on his show as a first guest Mm. meaning he must rate me to a degree right if I'm the first guest this person is obviously a perfectionist and cares so much about this Mm. how can I get pissed at someone who cares about something so much right I can't they invited me in their home and they're telling me how they want me to behave in their home basically right so I kind of had this choice of like I could take this like in a sense of just like bro I'm doing you a favor shut Mm. the fuck up or you know what this person has politely said that there's two clangs do better um and I can I can this is Mm. so up to me to decide how I'm gonna perceive this thing right I but I felt I, I was like oscillated between the two a million times and then after half an hour I messaged and I was like I also could tell, I'm going to say this, the person was polite, how they were going mm. on about it. And I could tell that they were really worried mm. that I was going to cancel them, whatever, all type of stuff. And I was like, bro, you've asked me politely. Mm. Uh, if this is not up to your quality, you've given me the option to decide this is up to my quality. Mm. Listen, this is your show. I want to do it to the level that you think is perfect. I'm going to re-record it. So this is what I need to do after this podcast is re-record <laughs> it. But now I obviously have this like thing in the back of my head of like, this needs to be like, perfect now because this man is listening to the finest details of the mix Mm. how would have how would have you approached this 
Um, I get why you would be annoyed, 100%, because like we said, recording a mix is just long. Um, uh, the person's not my friend. It's not your brethren. He's nope. not. Um, it's Kiss. It, um, I feel like some and if this is I could have been him in a sense like I strive for perfection especially yeah. in a mix and that's probably why I don't tend to do them because yeah. any one thing that's out I'm like oh my gosh I got to record it again um but I feel like firstly the clangers there's a you've rectified it it didn't stay yeah it didn't stay dodgy yeah you fixed it and then I think it comes to the territory as well and also I feel like you wouldn't have done anything that would have jeopardised your reputation. Um, I probably would have re-recorded it, but we're only doing this once. This is not going to be a back and forth thing. We're not right. We're we're not going to get into the habit of this. And yeah, so that no, that would really jar me. I'm not going to lie. I might throw a, a um a what's it called a little swoosh or. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think to, just like cleaning it up yeah, in post, yeah. To rectify it, yeah. I think I probably would have asked him to do that. Bro, just than, clean it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine you don't like a big man cleaner then. Yeah, literally. Do that. Isn't there a, a little ad you can put over it? Speak over the top. I would have done that. I'd have I might, him. I might go back and tell <laughs> him that. <laughs> I we recorded the mix. Listen, I would. T- how long's the mix? Half an hour. Okay, okay. Yeah. And also, if it was any longer, nah, 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 nah. Have you ever tried to record an hour mix and then something goes wrong? Nah, man. An hour mix and something goes wrong. At fifty-six minutes in. Long. It's actually getting cut. It's getting cut. It's getting. And you're getting a fifty-six minute mix. You're not getting one hour anymore. No, no, no. I did a mix for Dazed a million years ago. Fucked it at the beginning <laughs> and I listened back and I was like oh my god I actually fucked it at the beginning chopped it oh literally chop chopped it. it so the mix now starts with uh, literally it was this is so old that it was like unknown tea baby yeah. bend your back and then, then dig, dig, dig and then it literally starts with like there's no internet nothing it just starts with baby bend your back and then <laughs> straight straight no frills just just in it direct tea, hum and it bee. was so funny people only knew that that's why it started so abruptly it's because <laughs> I removed like three minutes from yeah, it no, yeah no I've definitely done that before and I'm like you know what I'm just not going to start it there no or just talk over the top yeah I love her talking over the top love her talking babe it's been a pleasure having you on Same. I cannot wait for this to like launch because this is a seasonal podcast guys um it's gonna come out um sooner um but yeah thank you so much saint ludzo you're welcome oh my gosh um so you're gonna decide whether you're gonna do this mix yeah and you might pizza while i think about it this has been the red lining podcast i'm tali a darling and you are saint ludo see you bye-bye